obsessed with all things ovine, there is seriously something about sheep and always something new to learn about keeping, breeding and farming them. Welcome to the Sheep Show podcast. I'm Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm and Sheep Stud and your host. The Sheep Show podcast exists to help you no matter where you are in the world, what sheep you breed, what size your flock is. This podcast will help your sheep knowledge and your shepherding confidence grow. And it's a two-way street. I love to hear from you and find out how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Halston Valley Farm or via email jill at halstonvalleyfarm.com.au. Come along on this episode as we explore the amazing world of sheep and sheep farming together. Hey, sheepies. Uh, Before we get into this episode, I just wanted to give a call out to some extra special people who have significantly helped the Sheep Show podcast this year so far, and I am so incredibly grateful. And I'll give a call out to Naomi and Jamie and Bailey and Dawn and Ace Thank you so very much. You are all recent subscribers to the Sheep Show podcast. And I really, really thank you so very, very much. I've been doing the podcast now. This is the fourth year and it is a labor of love. I do, as many of you know, a lot of research and interviews and invest time and energy in pulling together episodes for you. And I love it. I love it. And to be able to support that by your kind subscriptions really, really helps me bring more content to more people and help more sheep. (laughs) So thank you so, so much. If you haven't subscribed to the Sheep Show podcast, you are missing out. Some real juicy behind the scenes, X-rated, not really, stuff, but seriously, you're missing out. Check out the subscriptions. Uh, and the opportunities that you can get extra content for the Sheep Show podcast. And I would love to have you as a sheep bestie. You know that. Today's session uh, content is really focused on a really important element of sheep, which, and particularly in Australia, which is selenium. So we're going to just explore this particular issue with sheep and what are some of the challenges and problems with it and what can we do about it as well. And some of you probably are very aware of all this anyway, but it's a really good refresher. And I know, again, for me, particularly coming into the final trimester of you health, you know, when they're when they're pregnant, selenium particularly, and you're going to see in a minute, is crucial. It really, really is crucial. So first of all, selenium and vitamin E, both of these things are essential working together for cell management. So repairing cell damage in the body. So really, when you think about it, if there's nothing more significant from a cell point of view than actually reproducing yourself in the form of a lamb. So if we can have, we have deficiencies in either selenium or vitamin E, it's going to cause ill thrift in the animal, possibly even in the lamb. Reducing wool, you're going to get reduced wool production. Your ewe is going to be reduced in her fertility you're going to get a reduced immune response. You definitely don't want that when that you is lactating and then you can get a disease called white muscle disease. Another little heads up for everyone. 
I have a, an ebook coming out and white muscle disease will be featured in that ebook. So check that out. More details on that coming soon. <laughs> Where would you find selenium def deficiency? You would find selenium deficiency in high rainfall areas, depleted soil, uh, areas where you're going to have particularly vitamin E. Vitamin E is associated with green grass. It's as simple as that. Now, ironically, high rainfall and green grass <laughs> go together. But when you have sheep on dry feed for long periods of time, hay, for example, this sort of thing, then you will find that there's lack of vitamin E. Now, we do a few things. You might have listened to some other podcasts in the past around our chicory, for example, and our foraging or Jerusalem artichoke, things like um, being able to provide some sort of little oasis for those animals when in, in the height of summer, particularly Jerusalem artichoke is brilliant for this. That can really, really help with vitamin E, um, keeping it popped up. Uh, selenium is a trace element and it works with vitamin E to prevent and repair the cell damage. And they, as I said, both play a huge role in immune, immune function for growth, reproduction, and for disease. Selenium is found in the soil taken up by plants. And then as the sheep eat, they consume the selenium. And again, vitamin E predominantly in our green feed. They are both stored in the body, sheep's body, that is, for a very short period, mainly in the liver. So, of course, what does that mean? Continual supply. We really need to think about ongoing, continual supply of these particular two elements so that we get the best possible health production for our animals. And again, if you think about when the animal needs it most, when it's young and growing, so from literally day one of that lamb's life right up to its perhaps fully grown hogget status perhaps, so that first year, and of course the ewes at those periods of um, pregnancy, particularly the final trimester and lactating, so huge. We do find in Australia, particularly in some states, huge deficiency in selenium in particular, and of course in some states you're no, no surprise. I'm sure you find from time to time you have short on green feet. I know even in Gippsland, which is like sometimes the you know green bowl of of, uh, of Australia, we have dry feet here. Particularly January and February can really dry off very, very quickly and very, very fast. And there's very little green feed unless we have done something to provide that or generate that by again having these little oasises. Oases. <laughs> So, of course, young lambs have not only their normal need for selenium and vitamin E, increased need. So they actually need more. And, of course, they have had less opportunities in their body to actually accumulate the two. <clears throat> so what we see is that sheep who are on very acidic soils, oh, this is so funny, 410 millimeters annual rainfall or more, well, we smash that at over a 1,000 mils. Um, rapidly lush growing pasture, legume dominant pasture. Again, if you're feeding lucerne, for example, if you're feeding clava beans, they're all legumes, peas, those sorts of things, or where you are using synthetic fertilizers, sulfur, superphosphate, those sort of fertilizers. If you have that if you're using that or you have a history of that on your farm, then that can cause additional selenium deficiency. 
And again, as I mentioned, you know, really long, um, long spells of these. And it can actually even reduce um, things like walking, the, the, again, the, the muscle impact, walking, arched back, lameness, reluctant to move, and indeed death as well. Now, your vet, if you suspect that you have selenium deficiency, can collect blood and do some analysis. Of course, that's kind of expensive. So, of course, prevention, who knew, better than cure, all the time, every day of the week. So <clears throat> what we do is we use our seaweed meal. We try and make sure that there's green feed available at least for some of the summer. So we'll have a little oasis. We're using Jerusalem artichokes and chicory at the moment, having great success with that in the summer. But we'll also inject. Now, for our use, they will get a selenium injection 12 months before, sorry, four weeks before lambing. And with our lambs, they're going to get their selenium injection most likely at weaning. But they can actually get it, depending on what I do and how I do it, I might give it to them at their second marking. They're already getting a lot in their first sort of marking at four weeks, but maybe their second marking as well. Now, bear in mind, of course, you can also have mineralized drenches. So if you are drenching your animals for parasites, internal parasites, some drench products contain minerals, which is brilliant, of course, but you want to be very, very careful of overdosing. Too much, particularly selenium too much, then that can be just as bad as too little. Particularly fatal in lambs when they get an oral dose, so drench of one milligram of selenium per kilogram of live weight, or a 0.5 milligram injection per kilo of live weight. So you really need to make sure you follow the product instructions. For example, I think right now my injection that I've been using for selenium for lambs is half a MD. So not even one mil for each lamb. So when I'm weaning 15, 20 kilos, that's that's all they get. Um, you can, of course, give a, a vitamin E um, drench. And if you drench with something like cod liver oil, typically either there will be naturally occurring vitamin E in there or vitamin E is often added to cod liver oil as well. So um, we do give a cod liver oil drench to our uh, ewes. Again, we do that just before lambing. And quite frequently at other times, particularly other times of um, stress and things like that, if we can. So um, that would be one way, again, to be able to manage that or uh, or help it as well. So you've got your vaccination, you've got your drenching, you can use like boluses or pellets as well. Of course, you can mineralize your pasture and different things can help. And feeding them potentially a lick block or seaweed meal, something like that. I just find the seaweed meal really is the sort of the, the savior of, of a lot of things um, as well. So, uh, and again, even if you can get them, and even if you think about it, kind of it's bizarre. Like I find... My lambs eat more blackberries than the ewes. And of course, the blackberries are in abundance in the summer months. So when there is less green feed. So 
Are blackberry leaves, what color are they? Well, hey, presto, they're green, which means they have vitamin E in there. And the lambs absolutely smash them. Yeah. So hooray for blackberries. No, not really. Of course not. But <laughs> we're serving a purpose at a particular point in time. And I don't think we'll ever be in a situation where we have absolutely no blackberries on this farm. I'm, I'm safe to say that that's never going to happen. So think of the weeds that you potentially might have that they could eat. That's not going to kill them. Are they green? Okay, maybe there's some opportunity there for us. As I mentioned, selenium is in the soil. So it's helpful to look at the type of soil that you have. So coastal sandy soils, acidic soils, sedimentary granite soils. These are typical soils that you're going to find in higher rainfall areas. So these are the areas that are going to be more likely to be deficient in selenium. You also, your superphosphate, as I mentioned, and any clover dominant pasture as well. And of course, lush feed, those sorts of situations, very much going to impact your growth um, of your lambs in particular. In the US then, things to watch out for would be um, where the, you do have selenium. So Western America, Great Plains, Rocky Mountains, they do have selenium in the soil. So just bear that in mind. And again, you don't want to be giving your sheep selenium if it's already nicely present in your soil, because again, that can cause an overdose. But again, much like Australia, if you're in the US, most American soils contain very, very little. So again, just watching, um, watching out for that uh, as well. If you do see selenium poisoning in your sheep, um, again, the blood test, as I mentioned, but things like hair loss, um, hoofs, falling off or flaking and lameness. But again, as we talked about, lameness can be a sign of deficiency. It's just about something's going wrong. So the quantity matters, but also how you're going to give it, when you're going to give it, bearing in mind that again, it is going to be only held in the body, particularly in the younger animals for a very, very short time. So think about how you can perhaps ensure. Like this is why I use the seaweed meal because I'm thinking it's, you know, nothing really can, it's like a do no harm. Uh, it's like, like a do no harm um, piece. More often than not, we're finding that it's selenium deficiency. That's the issue with a, a, a sheep, often unexplained deaths and things like that can um, can be a result of that selenium deficiency. So, things to remember would be that these two things, selenium, vitamin E, they work together. They are present in nature or not, as the case may be, depending on some of those soils that I've talked about, particularly with the vitamin E, green pasture, green feed that contains vitamin E. And then prevention is better than cure. So we know that our lambs need it. Because they're growing rapidly, we know that our pregnant lactating ewes need it. So this is where look at the environment that you're in, look at the soil, ask locally, find out what perhaps your soil is likely to be deficient in or not as the case may be, bearing in mind those, those geographical differences, and then develop a regime for you where you can basically take selenium off the table and then hopefully put some vitamin E on the table. If they eat it, then your job is done. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sheep Show podcast. Got a burning sheep question or comment that you'd like to share or story or even a tip that would be good for other Sheep Show podcast listeners to know about. Get in touch via Instagram at Holston Valley Farm or email jill at holstonvalleyfarm.com.au. And until next time, sheep well. <laughs>